Blog Talk Radio. Life 
is not the same For all the good times I can recall To all I've loved God bless you all The happiest moments That I'll ever know Were once upon a long time ago of course, uh, that song Jesse Goldberg sings reminds us of Eastern Airlines, and that's why we use it. We kind of uh, put Eastern uh, in that song as it's being sung beautifully by Jesse Goldberg, who wrote it. Uh, welcome to our show. Uh, I'd like to welcome, first of all, our countries around the world that listened to us last week, and seem to be the same ones uh, week after week. We add a few new ones. We added one new one this past week, but we had Saudi Arabia, Kenya, Tanzania, Tanzania, I guess it's pronounced, Austria, Romania, Switzerland, Denmark, Norway, Russia, Indonesia, Brazil, Argentina, Peru, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Netherlands, and last week, <laughs> Chile, or is it Chile that tuned us in? So uh, thanks so much, folks. Uh, and most of them, of course, are listening to us uh, via our archive shows. But at any rate, uh, at least they listen to us. Thank you so much. And our, our host today, I want to start with a, a young lady that uh, has appeared on my producer's board here. And welcome her. I think it's her first time coming on the air with us, and she'll tell us a little bit about her background with Eastern, I hope. Uh, Nancy Fleming, is that right, Nancy? Did I get the last name right? No, it's Nancy Camp, like summer camp. When I was at Eastern Airlines, it was Nancy Betcher. That, that's right. That's what you told. See how memory, short my memory is. Okay. And you were based in Miami, and, and you said you were hired when? 1972. Okay, and June went to the veteran. Okay. I was uh, at, I worked in. Now, you worked in, in cruise sales. scheduling in Atlanta. I did. I worked in, in Miami. I was in sales audit. I went to Atlanta in 1981 to work in cruise scheduling and then went back to Miami in 87 when they consolidated all the cruise scheduling bases. And I was there until 1991, until the end. I was actually wow. working in the engine service center at the very end Okay. in Miami. And what year were, were you in Atlanta, or years? From 1981 to 87, I believe it was, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure I talked to you, and Jim Holder's with us. I'm sure he talked to you, and uh, you... Put us on some trip, or did yeah, you worked. do flight attendant scheduling, or was it? Pilot no, I was scheduling? pilot. I was pilot scheduling with uh, Don Davis and Barry Mandel. And oh yeah, yeah. Woody, and, and Woody, how about Woody and Woody Horn? Uh, yeah, Woody Horn. Yeah, Woody, and uh, there was a gal there named Laura, wasn't there? Oh, I know Betty was there. Betty Betty Cottrell, I think her name was. Betty, Betty was Cottrell. there. There might have been a Laura there. Yeah, and Tom Tom Melbourne or Melbourne, I used to call him oh. Melbourne. He didn't like me calling him by his wrong name, but I did it anyhow. <laughs> Tom Newburn, yeah, Tom Newburn, yeah, Newburn, Jerry, yeah. Jerry Hastings. There was a Jerry Harry, Hastings. Harry Rivers. Harry Rivers. Harry Rivers. Yeah. yeah. I worked Bobby Sutton. and uh, yep, and John Rapp. I worked mostly midnight and afternoon shifts when I was there. Well, I talked to you a lot because they always got me for midnight flights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great early early specials. Yeah. Yeah, well, early I'm, in the morning I want to introduce a couple of more that uh, have appeared on my board. And uh, as usual, uh, Al Jenkins is in maintenance. Hello, Al in Atlanta. How are you doing? Doing fine. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming us in again and being on the show again, Al. And, uh, of course, Jim Holder, based in Atlanta for most of his career. I think early you started somewhere else, didn't you, Jim Holder? 
Yeah, I did Chicago and New York before I escaped and came south. <laughs> and uh, I got to Atlanta in 66 and stayed, except when I went chase flying, you know, chased the captain's yeah. seat a little bit. But mainly yeah. I was an Atlanta guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then we have Mark Porter. <laughs> Mark's down in Miami. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Hi, Neil. Very good. It's a yucky day, but otherwise quite well. <laughs> what do you mean by yucky in South Florida? How can it be yucky? It's kind of cloudy. Not cold, though. <laughs> No, not cold. Okay. Engines from the airplanes. Well, as you guys know, on this day in history, 1963, President John F. Kennedy was assassinated, and Texas Governor John Connolly was seriously wounded during a motorcade in Dallas. And suspect uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, of course, was arrested, and Lyndon Johnson became America's 36th president, and that all happened on this day in 1963. And two days later, in November 24th of 1971, a different year, but in 1971, we had a guy that actually skyjacked a, a Northwest Airline flight and and um, had the knowledge that he could open the rear stair stair well the rear stairs in flight and jump out sacks full of money two hundred thousand dollars and uh, that happened in 1971 and of course he's been remembered every year since then he's become a legend some say he's been found and others say he's still at at large, don't know. You guys, what do you think? Anybody? Well, they found they part of the money in a river. I don't know what that means, but uh, did he escape with the rest of the money? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah. a river bank, a sandy bank. They found some of the money that had been marked. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what did you say? What were you going to say? Has he ever been found? I would, I would have assumed I would assume that they had found him, but uh, it surprises me that they didn't find him. Well, here's what we know, do know about it. But uh, he and, and as a matter of fact, I was telling our host uh, before we went on air, we've done a couple of shows, and uh, with uh, the host being the actors taking part in a skit that I wrote about this and it's taken from the actual findings of what actually happened during uh, that uh, that uh, skyjacking but he approached the airport counter this is db cooper or dan cooper as he was called and bought a one-way ticket for the short flight from portland to seattle about uh, 30 minutes as i recall it wasn't too long a flight and within hours, he had strapped a bag holding $200,000 in ransom to himself. Today, it's worth that would be worth about $1.3 million. Boy, how, mm. uh, how mm. prices have gone up. And he parachuted off the plane, never to be found. And are some people say he's never to be found, but let's listen a little bit more about this. Fifty years after his leap in, into the unknown, the case of D.B. Cooper, and uh, he's got an alias is, uh, spawned by the media, D.B. Dan Cooper. He remains It remains the only unsolved plane hijacking in the history of this country. And the U.S. federal government investigation called him a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid-40s wearing a business suit with a black tie and white shirt. And he ordered a bourbon on the flight, and we got that in our little skit, too, and soda. I think your wife played the part of the flight attendant, didn't she, uh, Jim Holder? Yes, she did. Did a good job, too. Yeah, you may have been Dan Cooper in our skit. But anyhow, he ordered <laughs> bourbon and soda while waiting for the plane to take off. And his, his plan was fairly simple. After the aircraft departed, Cooper handed the flight attendant a note. and She didn't immediately react. He reportedly leaned over and said, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, sure she, I'm sure she looked at it then. But after getting a glimpse of the mass of wires in his briefcase, the badly shaken flight attendant wrote down his demands, which was four parachutes and $200,000 brought to him. Uh, and he brought it. she brought it up to the captain as instructed. Well, the plane landed in Seattle, and Cooper let all the passengers off, except for the crew, of course, in exchange for the money and parachutes and brought on board by the FBI. And then keeping the crew as security, he demanded the plane take off anew and fly, fly low, this time on course, and he wanted to go to Mexico City, he told him. But somewhere between Seattle and Reno, Nevada, Cooper opened the rear stair doors of the Boeing 727 and jumped into the bitterly cold winter night. Now the manhunt was on. And that's pretty much the background. Of course, they've been hunting him ever since. And uh, some seem to think that he has been found and he has been identified. And uh, But uh, let's see if I can find who they're calling him. Uh, well, I don't see the, the most recent one, but he has become a legend. And matter of fact, movies were made of this, and uh, our little skit was done on our radio show, and, and a group put together this little ditty here about Cooper. See if you remember this. This is WDBC News in Seattle. We have just received word that Flight 305 from Portland to Seattle has been hijacked. This is a developing story that we will continue to watch closely. Thick dark clouds 
Oh, okay. Uh, Missed it by a few years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My, yeah. My, fa- my father worked at National Airlines in Miami. Uh-huh. His, I'll be done. His career. Was, was he flying he was or a, was he a mechanic? No, he was a, a mechanic. He was an aircraft inspector for uh-huh. his whole – and then at the very end when Pan Am bought National out, he was with yeah. Pan Am for about a year and retired in 81. Well, yeah. he probably knew my I know uncle. a National Airlines uh, foreman. He's the one that steered me into going to work for Eastern back in 66. His name yeah, was right. Will Milnes. <laughs> yeah. He okay. was one of the Eastern flight engineers that went on strike and never went yeah. back. Yeah. My whole family worked for either Eastern or Pan Am, or National, I should say. Yeah. Myself, my my uncles, my grandmother, my sister, we all worked at Eastern or National, one of the two. Yeah. Those were yeah. the days, weren't they? Those were yeah, the days. Yeah, they sure were. Yeah, yeah. I remember when uh, National got the brand new 747. We all went over there and walked and everything, and then they were loading that thing one day, and we looked over, and there it was sitting on its tail. They had done something <laughs> wrong, and uh, down she went. What? Brand new airplane. <laughs> oh my. Sitting on his tail. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a sight to see. It looked like it was taking off. You know. <laughs> yeah, they made a almost made a three-story building out of that airplane. No kid. It, well, it was outside. It was sitting alongside the building. Oh my golly! It was a hell wow. of a sight. Back then, we didn't have cameras, so nobody got a picture of it. Do you guys yeah. remember? Do you guys remember when they used to hold the traffic? Uh, on Lejeune Road, so that National could go across the street and uh, go yeah, to their old, ter- uh, old maintenance hangar. Yeah, yeah over at George I remember. Baker. I remember hearing yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah that was right. before my time, I think. Yeah, George Baker. Yeah, yeah. George T. George Baker. T. I hired Baker, in yeah. at the. Yeah, I remember when it's they still- hired me. I was. I had to go to their old terminal building. I think on Thirty Sixth Street. Where they had the employment office. Uh huh. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Mark, did you have a comment? Yeah. Well, to me, to me, it's just weird. Like when you're driving north from Miami through Fort Lauderdale, and all of a sudden they have these like bridges for the aircraft. All of a sudden you see this huge aircraft on top of you as you're going under. <laughs> you know, and you yeah. sit there, holy crap! What if a wing falls off? You know, it's like yeah. it's like it's a monster. L.A. has that. I guess a lot of airplane, uh, airports have that, uh, the highway yeah. passing underneath the runways. Yeah. I, I don't remember think I, I would even roof. recognize Miami now. Yeah. Do what, I had a moonroof, and I had this – I had a moonroof, and I had this huge airplane passing overhead. I said, I can take a picture of that. I started to take a picture, and I started to change lanes. Some people didn't like me changing <laughs> lanes and taking pictures of airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> We lived in uh, Miami Springs for a few years, and uh, you saw everything there. You know, but I think there were four plane crashes while I was in Miami. There yeah, were a lot. Yeah. Yep. I used to live I lived right in down Miami the street. Springs too. I lived on Manola Drive, which was uh, on, right there at the corner of Ronnie's Lounge and the Travelers Motel. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Ronnie's Lounge there, but uh, at any rate, I was about three blocks uh, toward the Miami River uh, on Manola uh, Drive. And yeah, we were area back in the day. Avenue. Yeah, the first house we owned, and that was in 1958. And oh, I think yeah. I paid eighteen thousand dollars for that house. Yeah, and it financed. Well, <laughs> we lived in the Springs for about uh, I don't know eight years, I think. Uh huh. Then yeah, we moved to apartment. Atlanta. You know, I when I was hired, do you had an apartment? I lived in an apartment on Curtis Parkway for a while. Oh, yeah. Now there's another and I spent lounge. Up there I called Ken's Lounge. You remember Ken's Lounge right there on the circle? No, That's I remember where that the guy got murdered, isn't it? I think it was, <laughs> Bill. I think it was, yeah. 
And I Ken, the when somebody walked in, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the 747 and and, uh, and but, the cockpit. Uh, Ken, the cockpit lounge. That's right. Uh, Ken was yeah. a flight attendant with Eastern, and he started oh. Ken's uh, Ken's uh, how to, uh, lounge or something like that. And everybody yeah. seemed to go over there at the time. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in the pilot house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all interesting. Uh, I, I I grew up down there, and I got there in 1943, I think it was, 43 or 44, uh, back during the war, and grew up in Miami, went to school and high school, and, and was hired with Eastern, and and uh, I, I, I knew that I couldn't get back to Eastern, and I figured it'd be about 10 years seniority before I had a chance to bid Miami again. But once I left, yeah. I left for good, and that was it. <laughs> I discovered there was other places besides that Miami. How about yeah. you, Jim yeah. Holder? You've always been a Georgia boy, haven't you? Well, I started out in Mississippi. I served a year of sentence in New York. Uh, other than that, I was Miami, and I mean, I was Atlanta and Chicago. And when I say I served a year of sentence, I mean that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> I did Al, not fit in well in New York. Al, you've always been in Atlanta, or you? No, you were up in New York, weren't you, Al? He was in maintenance yeah. too, Bill. Right, Al uh, New York. Yeah. New York, Miami. Was that a was Bill? Was that a big uh, change to put that uh, that weather vane back there uh, on the tail section of the seven two seven? Oh no, it was it was very simple. It was uh, it was like uh, the vane came with a through bolt on it, and you put a spring on it and a couple of spacers, and uh, they did have a problem with it after. A couple of years, the skin around where it went would would be cracking, so you'd end up in a doubler on there. But no, it was a pretty simple fix, and they they lasted quite a while. Well, and, that you you mentioned the fact that the when the when the aft air stairs were deployed, it was a mechanical linkage that did that. I mean, you, you yeah it that. Just, the flight attendant. You had to move the handle door. a certain position to get it to get hydraulic pressure to force it down. You know, yeah. and uh, the, the two hundred. Yeah, the, the two seven two hundreds. They would uh, be forced down really well, and the one hundreds were different. You know, with their hydraulic setup. Yeah. But there's no way it would gravity fall, you know, without forcing it down hydraulically. Well, I wonder how he did bail out. I mean, that aft air stair with the wind forces underneath the belly coming uh, across that air stairway, uh, the skin there, wouldn't it? He must not open very, very wide. I would, must have been maybe I would maybe think half it would foot. open far. He probably had to crawl down the steps and jump out. You would think the wind would uh, keep that sucker, you know, from falling too far. Yeah, yeah. So he had to have the airplane down. You think he would have held on to some passengers to walk down as weight. (laughs) Well, (laughs) they were gone. (laughs) What do you say, Jim? I think I recall that he had him slow the airplane down. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, and he figured that you know he had to get the slower airspeed, and so he could get Didn't out. Did he have him uh, extend the flap some? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He did. Yeah, slowed yeah. way so he down. He knew what the hell was going on, you know. He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had studied that. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to our skit on the 24th. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> trying to look at my schedule here to see what time of day would be a good time to air that on the 24th. Yeah. DB Cooper. I'll put I it ended out. up going to uh, Northwest after uh, after Eastern, and uh, they ended up with some of our latest model two sevens. 
the Z models. Okay. Those are the airplanes. Yeah. Was that the 225? Yeah. I think they originally belonged to GE. Yeah. And then we, we got them, and Northwest got them, and now they're all cut up into beer cans. You know? mm-hmm. so. Yeah, those Z models were, they had it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they had to derate them. Northwest derated them because I think all ours had Cat 3, and uh, they derated them suckers for some reason. I don't know if they didn't want to keep the equipment up or what. Well, I was talking to some. Those were good airplanes. I worked on them my whole life. My next-door neighbor used to work for Boeing, and we were sitting out talking, which we do every afternoon, it seems, because of the pandemic, but uh, he was with NASA, I mean uh, Boeing, and mostly doing work for NASA with Boeing, and we were talking about the 727 QC, the cargo yeah. version. <laughs> oh, that was a and, big... And what a what a great idea Boeing had with that airplane, and it worked pretty well, too. I flew it many times. Uh, Jim, yeah, I don't know whether you flew many trips on the QC in cargo config. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And I flew them to L.A. They 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 used them on L.A. because they could take yeah. the extra fuel weight, you know. Yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, yeah. when I checked out as captain, uh, I had to go in for my uh, oral exam, and the guy had laid out uh, a stack of QCs, a 100, and a 200, and he asked me, which one do you want this annual to be, I mean, your oil to be on? And I picked the QC. And he said, I've never had anybody take the QC. Why are you doing it? And I said, because I flew them to L.A. all the time. I knew more about a QC than I did any other airplane. <laughs> he, they, he was astounded. Were, uh, he said he'd never had anybody pick the QC for their oil exam. Yeah. Those QCs were a, a nightmare after the about a year, you know, the maintenance-wise. The interiors I, were just getting ruined like crazy, you know. I guess, uh, uh, Nancy, you flew them too, didn't you? Did you find any problems with the, with the seats? With the seats? I didn't fly. I didn't fly them. I oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 you were in scheduling. I was in yeah. pre-scheduling, yeah. 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 Al, you they were, they were a problem locking them down and everything. Yeah. Yeah, when they would come back to Miami, and take all the seats out or put them in, and they'd store them in those. Uh, they had these huge trailers that would hold the whole interior of the airplane. Well, then they had crews of guys that they'd work on them damn seats and galleys all night long, get them ready for the next day. So it was a real headache. Well, Boeing is uh, starting to pick up a little bit of business here lately, and the 777X seems to be the reason, because I don't know, Mark, you're, you're keeping up with the 777s because the New Eastern has it, but uh, there was an article that was on Yahoo talking about 351 orders have already been placed for the 777X from countries like mm-hmm. the Emirates, uh, Lufthansa, Qatar, and and more airlines. And and then the New Eastern now, they're not getting the, the X. They're getting the, just a straight version of the 777 and making it into a cargo configuration, right? Yeah, but they have like 42 of them. So, I mean, that's, that's quite a, you know, the 777 is still a very fuel-efficient aircraft and carries a, ton of cargo along with passengers. I mean, Eastern and Pan Am had very good ideas on getting big wide bodies when they're flying overseas because they could, you know, take a lot of cargo along with it. Yeah, this is uh, the largest twin engine passenger plane ever produced by Boeing. Mm -hmm. I wonder what gross takeoff weight of that airplane is. Anybody know? Of the X? Well, well, the straight 777 or the X, either one of them. Hold on one second. <laughs> I figured you'd turn, turn to Alexa. 
You gonna turn to Alexa? Alexa? <laughs> Wiki. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wiki. Well, it's good a whole because, bunch of stuff. you know, for the last what three, two, three years now with the 737 Max problems and lawsuits, and even the Dreamliner has got its own problems. And uh, and now hopefully they'll get the 777X. And it it represented Boeing real well at the Dubai Air Show here recently because they got a lot of orders they picked up. Okay, so you so want the MTOW, right? Yeah, well, not the empty weight, but the gross gross takeoff weight. Let's see if it has that max gross so takeoff weight. Is the new weight. Eastern is is the new Eastern operating? Yeah, Mark is the official field yeah. reporter mm-hmm. for us, and he. He goes snooping around the new Eastern. And uh, real quickly, Mark, can you tell her in about the new Eastern? Yeah. um, Currently, they're flying to Ecuador and Uruguay and um, Paraguay. And in March of 2022, they'll be adding Belo Horizonte, Brazil, and uh, Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Are they and, charter um, flights? Or are they charter no, no, these are com- these are commercial. They operate out of Schedule the hub flights. is Miami, and huh. uh, they operate out of New York and Miami. But um, New York is a focus city. Miami is the hub, and yeah. uh, it looks it just looks to me like Argentina is next after um, Bolivia. Uh, Bolivia, they're going in with a seven six seven two hundred. So I guess the altitude they need the the 200 uh, for that. Um, they were re-engining the 200 to give it more thrust. So I don't know if they put 300 engines on that or what, because I remember hearing they needed a lot of thrust. Is it the same uh, paint paint job and logo, or is it no? It's it's different. I mean, on the the original scheme. They started to put the cheat lines of the original with a fancier design towards the tail, and then they were going to put the falcon oh. on the tail, but they wanted to separate themselves um, from the right. old Eastern as a new thing. Mm. And so they, my understanding was they were going to paint the tails as the colors of the countries they served, like uh, British Airways did. And so myself and a few other people started yelling so loud that that was crazy because what happens if the airplane that serves Guyana has to go into the maintenance facility and you have to serve that, that country with Ecuador and it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense. And yeah. then it came out that they really were going to paint the whole airplane that way. And I thought, well, this is brilliant. It's like Braniff. And if they just didn't say it was serving a country, the color schemes were blue and red and green, and uh, it was probably the most uh, uh, like a like a Picasso on an airplane. So it looked absolutely gorgeous. But if they had only not affiliated that aircraft with a country, but rather with colors of the world or something like that, right. then it might have worked. Right. But Bill, no, it has one color scheme now. Uh, Bill Harris, have you been following the new Eastern? No, I haven't. Yeah, Mark is. Uh, I've got, done a I good got job. out. Of, uh, I got away from airplanes in 2003 at Northwest. Okay, all right. Retired. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, it's uh, fun talking about the Eastern and uh, the new Eastern coming back. We call we call the, the new Eastern version 3.0. Of course, we all work for version 1.0, and Ed Weagle now, who had 2.0, has his own little airline now. Now, I guess he's cranking up with uh, seven, what's he using, Mark, seven, six, sevens? Air, Airbus, A320. Oh, that's right. He, yeah, that's right. He's Airbus. using the Airbus. And um, Global X is the name of his airline, so... Are you cooking something, Jim Holder, there at the fish camp? No, I'm not cooking anything. 
<laughs> There's a black dog just walked by my campsite, and I think he wants me to cook something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, boy, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, we see this dog quite often up here. He begs uh, Rick to uh, yeah. feed him something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But put the phone down let him say wolf wolf. Some of the engines that, that Eastern got from on the 777, some are Rolls Royce, and all the Rolls Royce are going to the commercial section, and the Pratt & Whitney are going to the cargo. Interesting. Uh, and Nancy, you might be able to get a job in scheduling yeah. with the new Eastern. Well, that's what I was saying. They probably only need one person. But I'd have, no. to, I'd have to be able to I'd have to be able to work out of Asheville so I live in Asheville now, North Carolina Oh, oh we're well, they headed do a, that way they do, yeah, I'm Pardon? sorry They do a lot of do, They do a, they do a ahead, lot of Mark, DOD got, yeah. they, they do a lot of DOD operations And charter operations So the um, So the airline is usually really uh, Hopping and busy and um, it, it, uh, you have to pair the certain captains with a certain aircraft of the destinations they're going to because, uh, you know, some are in Portuguese and some um, are, are Spanish, and you want to make sure that their control towers are speaking. But I have people that work in the control towers in Argentina, and their English is, is good, but it's limited still. So you want a pilot that speaks Spanish in case they need to switch into Spanish. Well, Nancy, I want to tell you, I'm headed your way uh, the 28th of this month, okay. and we're go- we're going up to uh, not we're going to hit Asheville, but we're going to hit 26 out of Asheville, and uh-huh. then we're headed up to uh, North Carolina, uh, a little town called Newland, uh, Newland, New North Lynn? Carolina. Okay. Yeah, it's up there by Burnsville, North Carolina, and Mars Hill. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. my, my, my wife and I. Me. Yeah, my wife and I both uh, went to Mars Hill, and that's where I met her 65 years ago. And, oh my uh, goodness! She yeah. had she had some property that she inherited, and uh, we we're selling the last piece, and we we're closing it on the 29th. So we'll be I in that area for a couple of Not days. Far. I live in a I live in a small town called Weaverville. Which is north oh, of Asheville. I used to, that, you go from Asheville to Mars Hill through Weaverville. Yeah. That's right. That's where yeah. I am. I took it many Love times. It. Yeah, many times I'd take that drive from Mars Hill College. It's called Mars Hill University now. And uh, yep. we uh, went back here last month for my wife's 66th high school reunion. And while we were there, we went over to Mars Hill and Eight in the cafeteria where we first met 65 years ago. 65 years oh, and eight wow. months ago. Yeah. That's nice. Wow. So, yeah, that's uh, nice. So at any rate, a beautiful country up there, but I doubt we'll ever get oh, back. Yeah. This will probably be our last trip up there. We love it but, here. Especially, yeah. I, you know, I grew up in Miami and yeah. then lived in Atlanta for 30-plus years and then went from there to Ash up here. Yeah. I got a friend of ours that uh, just, he's a real estate broker, just opened his office there. I taught him for his broker license years ago, and he's just opened a new company up in Asheville and decided to get out of Jacksonville, St. Augustine area here where I live. And so his new company is there, and he loves it. The, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. The, um, the freighter is 766 thousand pounds seven seven six well almost identify the number seven 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 with it seven hundred and seventy six and the commercial is five four five thousand pounds wow and then it goes all and then it goes all the way up to six five six well, did they did Mark? Did they stretch that passage uh, the freighter? Did they stretch it, or is it the same fuselage? Yeah, no, they stretched it. But Eastern has quite a few three hundreds coming in, you know, seven 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 three hundreds. I mean, they have like I think it's uh, fifteen or so. That's yeah, a huge I... plane to load by hand. They got to put yeah. those cargo doors in. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah. 
It'll take them a week. Yeah, at least a day. <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see them load freight in that large an airplane through passenger doors. And, I mean, they have uh, a, contr- a contract with Calif, UPS, and so I suppose one of the airports they will operate out of is Detroit, uh, and then Khalifa, I'm not even sure how to pronounce that, uh, also operates out of Miami and New York and L.A. They operate more, but these are I think these are cities that Eastern would be interested in. Um, Hello. Hello. I don't know who's in the background. That must be Jim Holder, Jim Holder's group. Okay. All right. Oh, it's not not me. I don't think it's me. I think yeah. you're hearing my wife. <laughs> yeah, my wife thinks I'm talking to her. I have to mute yeah. her. <laughs> She heard him talking about gross weight. That got her attention. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, 776,000 pounds, golly, Pete. I thought when I flew the 1011, uh, we were at about 400 and vaguely remember 405,000 pounds, I believe. Jim, do you remember the gross weight takeoff weight, Max? On that airplane, the 1011. No, I don't. It seemed heavy at the time, though. Yeah. <laughs> what about the uh, What about the uh, 747? Uh, I heard Northwest they had some ridiculous gross weight, uh, and I can't remember what it was, but they were bragging about it the whole time I was there about how much weight it took off. Well, you and, know, they uh, demonstrated, Bill. They they demonstrated takeoff and stop. With uh, a million, a million thousand, a million pounds on it. Really? Yeah. You mean an aborted takeoff? Yeah, seven forty-seven aborted. Yeah. Which one? The one hundred or the two hundred? Well, it's the biggest one they had, but uh, they have a. You can go online and see that test that they did with a million pounds of of, of weight on that airplane, and they did a, a, a takeoff, aborted takeoff, and they stopped before the end of the runway. Because the, the the two hundred is eight hundred and thirty three thousand pounds. Yeah, two hundred watts. Seven forty seven two hundred. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, God, that is a bunch. Isn't it? Wonder what the A three eighty is. Okay. Now that thing is probably right at a million pounds. Oh, golly, I used to fly a Piper Cub a long time ago. And <laughs> she, she, that weight would be the weight of the blue, blue water in the toilet. Yeah. Do what? Be. What was the weight on the A380? Um, okay, A380, uh, I only have it in kilos, uh, 575,000 kilos. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's Whatever. Like, then double, right? Pretty pretty close to it, I guess. I'll have to la- ask Alexa. Alexa, what is 528? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, any of you, do y'all, do y'all remember Paul Kelly? Golly, Pete. Jim, tell us about Paul Kelly. Jim Holder. Paul Kelly, he was, a, he was a chief pilot, wasn't he? Yeah, Paul Kelly is still, still yeah. around. I, I, I hear from him every now and then. He'll he'll call up and tell me somebody died, you know, that I didn't know about, so I can put the word out. But he's still here. Is health okay? Yeah. Yes, he he hasn't been to any of the functions in a long time, and uh, I call and talk to him every now and then. He's still, you know, he can talk. And he's very lucid. Oh, by the way, uh, I just got the word. You. The rest of the group might not know it, but Frankie Dalton has passed away. I just got oh the word this God. morning. Yeah. She uh, she was a great friend of Retired Eastern Pilots Association, and her father was Jim yeah. Dalton. You probably remember Jim Dalton. Jim Dalton. Uh, may, maybe you do, Nancy. I don't know. You might have. Come. No, I don't know him. He had probably already retired. 
but he was a, a commanding figure to say the least. He mm. was. We, I used and to call daughter, him Gentleman Jim. Yeah. Gentleman Jim. I remember. I going flew with him, and he I'm was 58 years old and wasn't wearing glasses to read that map at night. Yeah. <laughs> and Sue Reeves, uh, you know, uh, his daughter Sue Reeves was very active in our Reaper conventions too. Frankie's yeah. older sister. Yeah. yeah. Do what, uh, Nancy? What were you saying? I remember going going down to Paul Kelly's place, and I guess it was Labor Day. He'd have a big fly-in, and a lot of pilots would fly in with their private aircraft and give us yeah. rides. Like I went up, yeah. I went up with a uh, MD Watson, and Paul Kelly took me up in his plane. He used to go down there. It, was it in Brooks, Georgia? That was Eagle. That was Legal Landing Airport. Eagles Landing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where we had to fly in for a long time. Yeah. Bob Bruce had it for a while. Bob Bruce there at uh, Eagles oh, Landing. Yeah, yeah he and, he took uh, over <laughs> uh, bought Aubrey Sweezy's house. Aubrey Sweezy's hangar. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you remember a few of these, Nancy? That's great. Great. Bob Abernathy, Jack Shahan. Oh yeah. What yeah. happened to Bob Abernathy? He came to all he, those fly-ins. Too. Is he still alive, Jim? Bob Abernathy, yes. He lives up in Copper Hill, Tennessee. Okay. All right. I, haven't I, heard. Still I get an email from employee. him every now and then. I still remember his employee number. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember you mine? Remember mine. <laughs> no, I know Bob Abernathy. Was, his was 00125. Jack oh Shahan was seven nine eight. Shahan oh was seven nine eight seven three. Oh uh, golly! I only remember for some reason I remember a few of them. Yeah. Wow. And Tom Man. Eldridge. Remember Tom Eldridge? No, remember yeah. him. Remember him. Do you yeah. do? Do you remember me or Neil Holland? Oh yeah, I remember J.B. Holder, <laughs> Neil Holland. J.B. Holder. But I don't remember right. the. I don't remember the employee numbers. Four zero six six four. Four zero six six four. Right. Well, Neil. Hey, Neil. Yeah, Bill. Uh, I gotta check out. Uh, there's a golf game calling me. All right, go get the clubs and, oh, and hit yeah. the ball. Hit the ball. And let it Good soar. Good talking to you. <laughs> bye bye. All right. See you. Bye. Well, this is hey, Neil, that the, oh, Anna, yeah. the, the Anastoff 225 is 591.7 yeah. tons. Multiplied times 2,000. Wow. That's over a million pounds. Yeah, it's huge. Neil? Yeah. Neil, I'm going to ask the hey, I got to go. George Upcoat sitting over at the campfire looking at me bad like I ignored him. I need to go over there and socialize. I'm going to let Nancy here, Merle Haggard, sing us out of here. This is what we do at the end of our show. So see how you like this uh, bumper music that we normally sign out all of our shows with Merle Haggard, who wrote this song while sitting on a flight with the sun reflecting off the wings of an airplane down below him. Listen to this. Good show. Thank you.
I'm wearing black They're taking you away Leaving me lonely Silver wings Slowly fading out of sight Thank you. Thanks a lot. Come back, please. I will. I'll see you. Good Have show, you. Neil. Okay. Mark, good to good you, you back. Good Al, talk to you later. Okay. Bye. See ya. Hey, Neil. 